My first guest again, Archbishop Hebda is with us again for his regular bishop segment here on Practicing Catholic. Archbishop, welcome back. Good to have you on the show again. Nice to be here, Patrick. Thanks. Good to see you. Wonderful. And uh, yeah, as we're now in the middle of January and we're we're making our way, uh, well, back into ordinary time, as it were. Hopefully the Christmas season was very good for you as well. But uh, I think a lot of people are returning to normal or have returned to the normal COVID schedule anyway. And uh, But the Synod marches on. And we're, pr- we're talking today a little bit about this Faith and Culture series that's, uh, that's uh, right around the corner here, starting up on January 20th. Why don't you give us just an overall vision or view of the Faith and Culture series as part of the Synod? Great. Thanks, Patrick. And uh... We certainly uh, give thanks to God that we are returning to some sense of normalcy, although you're right, it's always in the context of the pandemic. You know, it's really uh, one of the few blessings of the pandemic has been the opportunity for us to do some uh, preliminary work in the Synod. You know, we we had to push back our parish consultations and deanery consultations, and that gave us a year to build in some formational, foundational work. And so we did the the uh, Praying with Scripture series in the fall. We did the Healing and Hope series in the fall. And what we're starting right now in January is this uh, Faith and Culture series, which I think is really a wonderful response to what we heard in the prayer and listening events that we had last year. And uh, certainly uh, there was so much that was discussed at those times, but there was also a desire to understand church teaching, And uh, we recognize that if we're going to have fruitful conversation when we come together in our parishes and at the deanery level, and certainly at the synod itself, that we have to have some basic understanding of what the church teaches in different areas. And one of the things that we had heard was a number of people spoke about the fact that they felt that they didn't have the best of catechetical formation as uh, when when they were going uh, through school, a number of people spoke about what a great blessing the Catechetical Institute is, uh, but there seemed to be some uh, major issues that would be helpful for us to discuss just to enable us to go deeper in the discussion uh, next year. And so we came uh, up with four topics that we thought were responsive uh, to some of those needs, and um, and having this extra time gave us the the possibility for that. Although it was so important, we probably would have tried to find a time anyways, but we wanted to address four major areas. The first being, what are the sources of Catholic teaching? So we we talk about Catholic teaching, but but where, where do we go to look to see what the church really teaches? And, you know, is it something that we find on Wikipedia? Is it, it how, how does the church teach? And um, that we're going to be gathering on uh, Wednesday, January 20th. Uh, at seven o'clock, and it's going to be led uh, by Dr. Bill Stevenson. I don't, he's one of our professors at the St. Paul Seminary, very engaging. He, this is one of his areas of expertise as a systematic theologian. He has a PhD from Boston College. He's going, but he, he's, he speaks in a way that's easy to understand. And so we're going to allow him to really shape that discussion for us as to where do Catholics go to understand what the church teaches? What does it mean when we say that the church teaches X, Y, or Z? So I I think that's pretty exciting. You know, in each of these sessions, we're going to have a primary speaker, but then also uh, some folks from our local area that will be giving testimonies too. So 
at least as as was the case in both the uh, Praying with Scripture series and also with the Healing and Hope series, that uh, those testimonies were, were spectacular. So we're, mm. we're looking forward to that. So that's the first area, which is foundational. Where do we go to find church teaching? And the, the second topic, which would be the following week on the 27th of January, uh, we're going to be doing the church's teaching on sexual morality in the family. That was mm. one of those hot button issues that it didn't, um, it wasn't really problematic in the in the prayer and listening events. Um, but at the same time, it was an issue that came up with some uh, frequency. So we thought if we were able to get just the baseline of what it is that the church teaches about sexual morality in the family, and I was really delighted. It was suggested to me that we have a, a couple. Uh, lead the presentation that day. And we have um, Professor David uh, Devil and his wife, Professor Kathy Devil. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who were, who were just spectacular, right? So I, I, I've known um, uh, Professor David for a while because of his Newman expertise. He's a professor in the Catholic Studies program. And then uh, Professor Kathy is is a, a, an incredible professor of philosophy. And the, the two of them have such a commitment to the church. They have such a commitment to family, a very pro-life family, but they're able to articulate teaching uh, because of their uh, work as professors. And certainly they've given this a lot of thought. And so we, we feel really honored that they're going to be leading us in that segment. Huh? Without a doubt, yeah. And our third session on February the 4th is on the church's understanding of the dignity of women. And we really were, are so blessed to have an outstanding speaker who's known both nationally and internationally on this topic, uh, Professor Helen Alvare. She's a professor of law at George Mason University. She also has a degree in theology from Catholic University. She's represented the bishops. She's represented the Holy See. She's a great thinker, a great interlocutor. I've had the opportunity to serve on a number of boards with her, and I'm always intrigued by her, her point of view. Uh, she certainly understands this issue uh, very deeply, and I, I'm sure it's going to be an, an engaging discussion. I, when I was in the Archdiocese of Newark, we had uh, Helen speak at our women's conference, and I was amazed that she could speak both to uh, theology professors and and to uh, people like my grandmother. So it was a, <laughs> a, a she has a real gift for being able to really appreciate questions and and to lead us forward. So. Very, very delighted to have uh, Helen. And then our fourth session on February 9th is on the priesthood and speaking both about the priesthood of the baptized and the priesthood of the ordained. And a little bit of an interesting choice of speakers there. We have uh, Sister Esther Mary Nichol, who's a religious sister of mercy of Alma. And uh, she's been a friend of mine for a, a long time. She has uh, her doctorate is in is in liturgy from San Anselmo, uh, but she also has interestingly enough a doctorate in agronomy from the the University of Minnesota. Really? Yes. So she had wow. she had lived here for many years. Has a great great love for the archdiocese. She does some wonderful work with Catholic rural life, but uh, I find her to be particularly. Um, well versed on this question of the of the priesthood and really how it is that the laity and the ordained priests uh, are able to carry forth the mission of the church. She worked for many years at the seminary in Denver, St. John Vianney Seminary. So mm -hmm. she's been she was forming priests uh, in, as seminarians, forming seminarians to be priests, and um, she has a great uh, network of 
of young priests and not so young priests that uh, that she helps with liturgical questions. But I just find her to be so helpful on uh, sacramental issues in general. So I, she's a, a wonderful teacher as well. So I think for all four of those sessions, we are destined to have a wonderful uh, presentations. As I mentioned, we'll have, be having these testimonies as well from uh, local folks who um, have, have thought deeply about these questions as well. But it, it should be a great mix, I think, of both these uh, uh, speakers who are very uh, formally uh, uh, trained and uh, educated, and then also our uh, own uh uh, parishioners and faithful here in the archdiocese who will be able to speak to each of those issues and and why those issues are important for us. Right. And these are very important issues. I can definitely see that. Of course, there's a plethora of things that you could have chosen from. And uh, are these issues that stuck out specifically during the prayer and listening events as well? Uh, were they things that were suggested through those? Or was this kind of just boiling down to, well, these are four very important topics that would assist and inform our synod process? Was it a kind of combination of many of those things? It's, it's really all of those, but it, it, it very clearly came out of our uh, prayer and listening events, but especially that that first question about church teaching. What is church right. teaching? Because you know, people will say, "Well, the church teaches this." Well, where do where do you go to find that? Or, or how do you distinguish between, you know, uh, some bishop says this and another bishop says that? How do we uh, come to really appreciate what it is that the church teaches? And right. uh, so, I think that's going to be the foundation for us. And then there was a great discussion in the course of the prayer and listening events about how it is that our priests and the lay faithful have to collaborate. And mm -hmm. really, I, I thought to have, we needed to have a deeper understanding of what is that relationship? What's the, when we speak about priesthood in general, but most especially the relationship between the priesthood of the baptized and the priesthood of the ordained. Mm -hmm. So those two things I thought were very foundational. And the other two issues on sexual morality in the family, and then on the dignity of women, I, I heard it virtually every every prayer and listening event as well. So it just seemed to me that if we were able to uh, really get this under our belt, that we would be better prepared for our discussions uh, at the parish level and deanery level. Right. Well, from the from the feedback and the interaction that I've gotten with people who say that they listen to the show, I am... I'm fairly certain that we have a pretty informed audience here on Practicing Catholic. Formerly, when we were the Rediscover Hour, same thing. Lots of lots of people who were pretty informed about their faith and actually dedicated to the proposition of learning more. And, and that's really essential to the formation of the laity as well as the, the religious, the clergy, etc. Um, but I'm wondering if you might just take a moment to reflect a little bit with us about why living the informed faith is so important and and why do we need to keep uh you know some people might look at these topics and think well i'm good on all of those so i don't need to tune in what would you say in response to them and why is it important to live out an informed faith yes so i i would say uh, i find in my own life right that even these issues that that i've studied for years that uh the changing circumstances always raise new questions for me, and and to be able to hear uh, somebody who's who's uh, devoted their lives to these areas that I always hear something that's new, and even if it's something that's not new, I hear it again in a way that's newly applicable to something that's uh, I, I'm, I'm facing, and so I, I just find, and I certainly encourage all of our priests who all have degrees in theology uh, to 
continue their education, right? So there's always room for that and certainly to hear from different perspectives. And I think the way in which these sessions are set up with both a formal uh, presentation and then also those witnesses, I think it would be something that will be really helpful to us and all of us will have something to learn. Really, if, we, if we're going to have that love for the church that we all desire, uh, we, we have to appreciate who she is and, and what it is that she teaches. And uh, I think that these four weeks are a commitment for sure, um, but I, I think it will be time well spent in, in helping us to, to love the church all the more. I love the relational analogy always that the that the church or the even the teaching of the church is is uh, interactive. I'm wondering uh, overall, those who are involved, are the participants going to be able to um, ask questions? Are you going to encourage them if they do have questions, maybe to go to their own parish with those questions? Uh, w- what are the thoughts there? It's going to be a, a little bit of of both for sure. There's a a panel discussion, and and that will certainly be informed by questions that might be coming from the participants as well. So, you know, I think that that gives us that kind of an opportunity uh, there. And I also think that um, you know, just in, in in general, we'll have, uh, you know, as, as I was thinking about this a little bit uh, more, the question you had asked just before, you know, for us all to have heard the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. And to have had that opportunity so that when we come into um for the the parish discussions and the deanery discussions, that we've all experienced the same uh, presentation, the same language. It's going to facilitate that kind of discussion, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very good. Very good. Uh, What are the the mechanics on how people get involved? So you you have to sign up for it on the Archdiocesan website. You know, initially, these were all going to be um, in-person events. Right before Christmas, we decided that we would have to uh, opt for uh, to do these things all online. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we've we've had enough experience with this now that we think that that actually might might broaden our audience and, and give us an opportunity as well to uh, really reach more more people who can um, do this from the, the comfort of their homes. And it'll also be uh, something that will be available for for parishes and for youth groups and uh, for other purposes as well. So that was actually one of the ways I think that we enticed these great speakers was also knowing that this was going to be part of a, a body of information that would uh, be housed on our website that would be accessed by many. So it, we're really expecting high-level presentations um, that will be enlightening for, for all of us. That's great. That's great. Well, we are about out of time, Archbishop, but a couple things. First of all, uh, can you give us a brief preview of what's coming in Lent with the Synod at Home? We'll we'll have you on to talk more in detail about it, but what's that going to be all about? Yeah, so it's just that opportunity. Once again, it's how do we keep people engaged? How do we um, manage to um, keep up the interest in the Synod? And the Synod at Home really was, uh, initially we were talking about family units, and then we realized that many people um, don't live with their family, but they might, you know, live with with uh, roommates or whatever that might be. So it's a little bit more based on on that idea, but also of having that opportunity then to have a fraternal discussion, uh, which I, I think will be really helpful for us. So that's what distinguishes that. 
Fantastic. We look forward to, forward to hearing more about that on a future session here on Practicing Catholic. But as as always, Archbishop, before we let you go, if you would be willing to give us your blessing, please. Yes. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Archbishop. Always good to speak with you. We'll talk with you next time. Thank you, Patrick.